Everybody that you meet, you can learn something from them. That it's not necessarily what you achieve in life that matters most, but it's who you become in the process of those achievements that really matters. We all need people who believe in us. They expand the boundaries we place on our own lives. What makes me most proud is how I played the game. Being real, authentic, and spontaneous, and loving the game, to me, is what it was all about. When you retire, you may get a chance to go to football heaven. This is football heaven. Hey guys, welcome to The Mission. I'm your host, Jameer Howerton. Today, we got a real cool show for you. Joining us on the phone is a Steelers legend. That's right, Steelers Nation. We are reaching out to you today. And as the Pro Football Hall of Fame is continuing their preparations for Enshrinement Week, powered by Johnson Control, the 2020 class is excited. And I know Steelers Nation is excited to come to Canton and wave those terrible towels. So without further ado, Let's get on the bus and catch up with 2015 class member of the Pro Football Hall of Fame, Mr. Jerome Bettis. Well, first and foremost, Mr. Bettis, I want to thank you for taking time out today to join us right here on the mission. Uh, throughout this time of the COVID-19 coronavirus, if you could just talk about how you and your family are doing. You know, we, we, we're doing fine. We're just... Um kind of sheltering in place we're at we're at uh, home and we're, we're making the best of it uh you know it's a it's a great time for us to really kind of look inwardly at, at the family and do more things together uh it's afforded us the time to to really reconnect uh, on a real personal level with each other so it's been a great time for us as a family uh unfortunately you know it's a difficult time that we're living in um but um the silver lining is that we, we've we've got a chance to spend this this time together Jerome, you actually had a chance to address the public through your PSA. What was your overall message? Well, the, the message was just to let everyone know that, um, you know, we're going to get through this together. But we've got to take the necessary steps that the experts are telling us to. And, and I, you know, you see these these um, um, shots of people still, you know, at the beaches and stuff like that. And you just have to understand that we've got to, you know, allow the social distancing to work uh if you don't then the numbers can be uh you know astronomical so we want to try to slow the spread and just try to you know let everybody know that you know we're all in this together absolutely and when you look at the men and women who are on the front line working in the medical fields working tireless hours if you had a chance to talk to them and and, and express your thoughts what would your message be to them it just be thank you. Uh, you know, thank you for the, the, the sacrifices that you're making. I mean, a lot of these, you know, the healthcare workers and, and uh and all and the, the nurses, doctors, they, I mean they've got families as well. And so they're out here uh, you know, doing the, the public service, uh a, a huge service, uh by by being at work, you know, every day and, and really helping the sick. And and they, they need to be commended for that. 
Thank you so much for those encouraging words and those thoughtful words. And as we switch gears, just want to talk a little bit about some NFL national news conversations. Want to get your thoughts, but I also want to take a trip down memory lane. And um, starting with the NFL 2020 draft, we know business still rolls on. But um, if you could just take me back to that time, uh, 1993, when you were drafted by the then L.A. Rams, well, the now L.A. Rams, but then I know you made the transition to St. Louis. What was that time like for you, sir? You know what? It was a very exciting time. You know, you didn't know what to expect. I didn't know what team I was going to go to. So, I mean, it was a lot of, um, you know, unknown, but um, a lot of optimism, very excited about, you know, the, the career that I was hoping to have. So it was um, it was a really, really special time. And you look at free agency. Yes, free agency is a part of the game. And you actually were a free agent that went on to go to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, before we talk about your experience, are you just surprised to see one of the biggest names? And I know there are a bunch of names out there, but got to ask you about Tom Brady, quarterback Tom Brady going to Tampa Bay. Yeah, you know, it was surprising, obviously. Uh, you know, he built a, created a legacy for himself and, and, um, with, with the, uh, in Boston. But, but here's what, what I always say, you know, sometimes when you have reached the mountaintop and had so much success, mm. sometimes you need to give yourself a new challenge. Mm. And I think, um, this is Tom's, Tom Brady's new challenge and that he wants to go to another team and really try to build the culture of winning um, in a place that, frankly, quite frankly, haven't had a lot of success throughout the years. Were you surprised to see him go in a total different conference, if you will, like the NFC instead of staying within the AFC? No, I, I thought if he if he were to make the move, it was going to be a, a a really big move. It wouldn't have been anywhere to like say a Buffalo or anything like that. It was going to be. Excuse me. A huge move. Um, where really you didn't have to see the Patriots twice a year. Uh, right. I, I think that was a big part of it as well. And when you look back at your move coming going in, in free agency, how did that come about for you? And were you kind of like nervous at first to go from St. Louis to Pittsburgh? Did you hear anything about the city? Because these are different things that, you know, I, I've been blessed to work in the National Football League and I worked in player development engagement and just seeing guys that are coming into a new situation and just hearing, you know, the stories, have to move your family, learning the school system for your kids, the area where to live you know all the nuances of just making this huge change yeah well for me actually I, I was traded I was traded from from um, the Rams to Pittsburgh so I really it really wasn't free agency from that regard copy uh, but it, but but I did have to you know look at all of those things unfortunately for me I wasn't ma- I wasn't married didn't have any kids so I didn't have to look at uh, some of the the family aspects of um, a move like that, but it was you know it was it was quite a big move. Obviously, moving going from St. Louis all the way to Pittsburgh, and then you know you don't know the system, you don't know the people. I mean, it's really you know you being plucked out, uh, you know all your friends. A system that you're, you're you're familiar with to going to a place where you have no uh, friends, you're not familiar with the system, and, and it's a, and it's an unknown. And it's much like 
you know, your rookie year when you're going through a system and you don't know anybody, uh, you go you get drafted there and, and you show up, you know, it was one of those, you show up and, and then you, you figure it out. And that's what kind of brought me back to, you know, my rookie year, having to try to figure it out. Uh, but I was fortunate that, you know, the, the, the coaching staff there, they were very strong. They knew exactly what I needed to know. And, and there were some some uh, some other guys there uh, in, in Pittsburgh that kind of put their arms around me and, and showed me the way. I, I'd known a couple of the guys from the Pro Bowls uh, playing against them in previous years. So I, I didn't go there not knowing anyone. Right. But um, I didn't know many people. Uh, but but it was, you know, it was a, a quick transition uh, in. And once I learned the system, mm-hmm. then, and it, then it became much, much uh, more comfortable. Speaking of that system, and you look at the Steeler way, and you see the way they have the prototypical players, and it's kind of like a plug-and-play, if you will. But when I think of Jerome Bettis, I think of Franco Harris and the great Franco Harris. What was it like meeting him for the first time? You know what? It was it was great meeting meeting Franco. The the one thing I will say is I was a Dallas Cowboy fan growing up as a kid. Wow! So I hated Franco. Harris. <laughs> uh, so when I first got a chance to meet him, you know, it was it was great. I I, I say I saved that conversation until a little bit later. Once we were friends, I, I broke the news to him that I was actually a, a Cowboys fan and really didn't like him growing up but he took it well uh and we we had we had fun with it uh so it was but it was a good time he's he's an incredible person and uh, as i got to know him through the years um i've got to appreciate him even more and more for all the things that he's done and all the things that um he you know he's been there for for you know just by every player uh you know in that franchise and he's just a special special guy Enshrinement Week powered by Johnson Controls 2020. Um, We pray that it would be a blast this year, just a relief after everything has been going on with the COVID-19. And man, Steelers Nation is going to paint the town black and yellow. Terrible towels are going to be all over the place. Guys that come to mind just off of the rip that I know they're near and dear to your heart. Hey, Coach, Coach Coward, uh, uh, Troy Palomalu and the legendary Donnie Shell. But I want to take a step back and talk about Coach Coward. Howard, just how excited are you for him to be and going to be inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame? You know, I was just, I, I was so happy for him. I mean, it just felt like I was going in uh, into the Hall of Fame again. I mean, I, that's the kind of, of joy that I have for him because, you know, he's been a central part of my success um, uh, and, and my career would not have been what it was without uh, a Bill Cowher. So, I mean, he's, you know, it, it's great that um, he's he's been acknowledged. Uh, I, I always knew that he was an incredible coach, but, um, you know, it's great that now everybody sees him uh, in this light uh, because it's so deserving. I know you received the knock, but he received the surprise, if you will, him and him and Jimmy yeah. Johnson. And were you were you surprised to see how um, you know it was almost like he he held he held his posture, Jerome. He didn't break. He didn't break at all. Were you were, were you surprised? Yeah, at least yeah, in- yeah. He was. Uh, you know, he was shocked. Uh, I, you could tell that that surprise was there, and that um, I, I'm just I, I was so happy for watching it. Uh, 
Um, I, you know, he was kind of speechless there for a little bit. And uh, it's overwhelming, I'll, I'll say that. And uh, I could see that his, his true joy uh, in that moment was really coming out. So it was great to see. And your thoughts on your teammate, Troy Palomalu. You know, I had the golden opportunity to catch catching up with head coach, Coach Dungy. And Coach Dungy told me, he was like, man, you know, you scheme for offensive players. You know what you're going to get out of this offensive guy, this running back, this wide receiver. Before a defensive player, you had to know where Troy was at every given moment of the, of the game. Yeah, he was, a, I mean, he was such a special player because he had the ability to do everything. He could, he could, he could sack the quarterback. I mean, he could cover uh, your best receiver and, and he could intercept the ball and take it back for a touchdown. He had the ability to change the outcome of the football game. And not a lot of players can do that, um, in, in the history of the game. Um, but he had that kind of impact that type of ability that he could change the the outcome of a game he was he was incredible to watch i was just so so blessed to have had the the time that i've had with him uh, and our lockers were next to each other so i got a chance to spend a lot of personal time with him and talking about different things and he's just uh, uh as as great as he was as a as a football player he's even better as a person and when you look at Donnie Shell, not only is he going to be a pro football Hall of Famer, but he is a part of the Black College Hall of Fame as well. Um, one of the members of the Steel Curtain. Um, if you could just talk about that rich tradition with him, that defensive tradition. Yeah, Donnie Shell was one of those players that um, really hadn't got his, his his just due. You know, he was one of one of those players that helped build the the Steel Curtain. Uh, back in uh, in the seventies, and and really was was kind of overlooked uh, because there were so many great players that he didn't get you know the the moment in the sun that he should have as great a player as as he was. And I'm just glad that they were able to correct uh, that from that standpoint. He was able to to get his moment because he's so deserving of it. Uh, and to watch you know, the footage of, of what he was able to do back in his day, um, it just speaks to you know how incredibly talented those teams were to have that many special players uh, on one team. No wonder they won uh, four championships. And Jerome, you guys had so many, when I mean you guys, the Pittsburgh Steelers, you've been a part of so many great seasons. But I want to go back to Super Bowl Forty. And that season, what made that season so special? Well, it, it was we were a selfless football team. We started the season, and coach said that hey, you know, different people are going to have to play different roles, roles they're not used to, um, and it really kind of set the tone that we were all going to be uh, selfless in terms of doing whatever it is that we needed to do to get the job done. And that's kind of how the season started, and that's how it took shape. Um, and during the course of the season, everybody was playing for each other, and we became a closer closer football team than any of the other teams that uh, I had played on. And I think that was really the difference, that uh, every man was playing for his teammate uh, and the man next to him. That game against the Seattle Super, uh, excuse me, that game against the, the Seahawks, 
ah, man, 21-10. But what made it so special, and I guess for you, it was that you were back in the D. You were back in Detroit. You went home. And to finish out on top. Yeah, that that was a, that was a dream come true. I mean, how many players get an opportunity to not only play in a Super Bowl in their hometown, right. but win and retire, you know, at that at that moment, uh, kind of bringing your career to a full circle, where you started, where you ended, where you won a championship. I mean, and at the end of the day, that's always the goal. The goal is to win a championship. And for me to have won the championship in my hometown and and completed that 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 journey, uh, it was just magical it was it was like you couldn't you couldn't write it if you were in uh hollywood it was that magical jerome i've been like you know without sports and i and i and i speak as a as a fan now because it's just you you i'm watching 30 for 30 i'm watching highlights of games i'm watching hardwood floor classics i mean you just you're just reliving those moments and when i look at that game man randall l to heinz ward willie parker heinz ward heinz ward i mean you guys was balling and that was a nail biter i mean it was a defensive game going back and forth interceptions everything yeah, you know, it was a it was a, a, a game. You know, it, it started out. I mean, it was a nail biter uh, for for a long time in there. I mean, from from the standpoint. But I will say this: we we went into that game knowing that we were uh, the better football team, and we said to ourselves, as long as we go out and take care of our business, then we won't be fine. Because the year before, we had we we were fifteen and one. And we didn't uh, close the deal, so we knew that you know we were a strong football team and we could beat anybody. So we went into that game with with a, a level of confidence um, to the point where no matter what they did, we were comfortable and we were going to find a way to 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 really make the the, the necessary plays for us to get the job done. So we, although it was a nail biter, we were supremely confident we were going to pull that game out. And lastly, Jerome, before I let you go, if you could just give, you know, your message to Steelers Nation um, as as we get ready to gear up for Enshrinement Week, powered by Johnson Control, Centennial Class of 2020, as to why Steelers Nation needs to come up, come down to Canton and have a good time and represent for their Steelers. Well, obviously, Canton is uh, is not that far away. It's a it's an opportunity for for us as Steeler fans to turn Canton into Steeler country. And I and I would ask that every single Steeler fan make make their way to Canton. It's like a pilgrimage. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna get an opportunity to send some guys into the Hall of Fame. Uh, from the Stiller family, and it's just it'll be just fitting that we have the entire Stiller family there to support them and to support the team because the team is going to be playing in the game. So it's important that um, we all come celebrate and uh, and show our love. Mr. Bettis, I want to thank you for your time, giving us your time today here on the mission. Thank you, sir. No problem. Take care.